Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. Oh, well, Saif, I was uh, gone for a week. I heard you held down the fort admirably. I listened oh. to a little bit of Dominican Drew and DJ Juanito. Who, wow, does he suck? I mean, just yeah, just was, borderline worthless. I I I was under the impression uh, that it would kind of be kind of funny to have these uh, I don't know rejects on the show. You know what I mean? Like losers. More like a like a like a like a just like a like a funny thing for the fans to like kind of slightly roast some original one up members you know what i mean blast mm-hmm. from the past if you will uh, mm-hmm. and it was a, how to turn out a terrible idea terrible idea terrible i we should have just bought we should have just took a week off we should have took a week off why, why was it so bad you know what we should have did we should have we should have just recorded an hour of air and posted it. <laughs> we should have recorded an hour of air, posted it, and in the in the caption it would be like, "Hey, uh, out to lunch. Be back next week." You know what I mean? But please still listen. No, to this or episode. you could have. You could have said we recorded a full episode with Dominican Drew and Juanito, and at the in the end we decided this episode would be better, yeah. and then just left air for an yeah, hour. Right. <clears throat> uh, well, I'm back from a yard. Oh no! You're not, <laughs> yeah, you're not talking wah, Jamaican wah. now, are you? Wagwan white boy. Oh my God! Wait, where were no, you? No. Where were you in Jamaica? Uh, Montego Bay at uh-huh. a really nice resort. Um, 
Because, Called. like I said, the people getting married were were well to do. Oh, that's uh, right. I forgot it was for the wedding. So, what resort was it? Do you remember? Round Hill Villas and Hotel. Okay. Okay. And uh, Juanito hit me up, you know, with the obligatory, "Yo, I'm in Jamaica. Right. You're in Jamaica." Uh-huh. And I was like, I looked at the thing. I'm like, "You're like 20 minutes away." We are 20 minutes away from each other every day. Every day. And don't hang out. Right. So while I'm on vacation with my girl sitting on the beach at the pool, Uh I'm going to try to figure out how to travel off this resort that they're not really. I'll say this about Jamaica right now. They're not really trying to have people leave resorts right now. Like they it's pretty much set up for you to stay on the resort. Oh, oh it's always so, it always is. It always and is. it always is. Yeah. And it even even more so now. So yeah. I'm gonna get a cab and then go to your resort, and then they're gonna be weird about people who aren't staying there even coming on. Like, nah, my guy, yeah. I love you. And when we hang out back in New York, I'll be excited to see. You. Uh-huh. But let's be realistic. What the hell are we doing? We're not doing this. But 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 here's the thing, though. There was a time. In our lives where we, you and I happened to be in Italy at the same time. Do you remember that? Correct. I do. You and I were were in Italy at the same time with our significant others. Yep. Way back in the day, way back in the good old days. And we linked up for dinner. We actually did. I forgot about that. We linked up for dinner in maybe Florence. Yeah, it was Florence. Florence. But two things. One, I like you. Correct, correct. Number two, um, we were in Florence, which is a small ass, pretty much a really small city where everything's five minutes apart. Right. You're not on a resort. Correct. We were there for set. We were on a trip for like a week each. Right. And there's plenty of time. So it was like, let's get together and grab some dinner. Yes. And yeah, not being on a resort is the key because it was just like, hey, meet us at this restaurant, whatever, whatever. And then you just. Type in the address and go. I don't even know. I didn't even take cabs in Florence. We walked everywhere in Florence. So right. it was totally easy. Um, you, you know what about yeah. uh, sidebar about Florence? If you love seeing churches, go down to the Florence area. <laughs> Man, they love churches. Woo. Oh, they love a church. They love boy. a church. I'll tell you what. I really did love Florence. Oh, for whatever it's beautiful. Reason. It's beautiful, beautiful. It's like it's so like, I'm not a big walker. So when people tell me, like, oh, this city is great for walking. It's a walking like, city, yeah. But in the case of Florence, I didn't I didn't mind it because it was such a small walking mm-hmm. city. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, so you're in Jamaica. Juanito's there, too. I mean, and then the the, the gall, the gall on this son of a bitch, Juanito, the, the fucking balls on this guy to... to have him fill in because you're in Jamaica to have him fill in on the show because you're in Jamaica to then my surprise him jump on the Zoom call and be in Jamaica. I I, I heard that. Part I, I, I don't like... understand why. I don't. I, you know, it's a Billy Juanito uh, uh, conundrum clusterfuck of. <laughs> of explaining to Juanito, hey, Rosenberg's in Jamaica. 
we still want to do the show. You willing to like, you know, kind of fill in for him. And him not to go, hey, I'm also in Jamaica. Maybe I'm not the right choice. Because for whatever issues, whatever issues Rosenberg would have to not be able to do the show, internet problems, uh, uh, time difference, blah, 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 on a resort in Jamaica, I'm also going to have the same problems. No, no, no. He didn't think about that. Yo, Juanito is... Like the, he also ate breakfast during. I was getting to that. Let me do my show, Billy June. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. He is Juanito is this bizarro mix of like smart and totally competent and capable of doing things. Correct. With the weirdest thought process at yeah. times, like an ununderstandable like. The only way you can understand it is if you know him. Correct. I, w- I wonder I wonder what people who don't know him, how they react to him. And it's like he's very lovable. So I'm sure most interactions with other people are good because he's like a great guy. But there has to be some people that like <laughs> there has to be like a parking lot attendant or a waiter at a restaurant, and like, let's say the shift is three to nine, and Juanito comes in at four o'clock, and they have this bewilderment all the way into nine o'clock, and they go home to their significant other, and they sit down with this utter confused look, and their significant other's like, "What happened? What's wrong?" I'm like, "I don't, I don't know." I, I at at four, this guy came into the restaurant, or this this guy came into the parking lot and said. The weirdest shit, and I—it's bothering me. Like it's bo- like I might call out tomorrow. Like it's bothering me. I, I yeah, I don't know how to understand him, and yet he's a human being, so I should be able to understand. Oh, him, was he I a can't. foreigner and didn't speak English? No, perfect English. Okay, well, what did he do that was so weird? I can't explain it. It just just threw me off. He Rosenberg. He sat. He sat down, and immediately I saw the Zoom call was on a, a cell phone. You know, the, the shape of the screen is a little different on the cell phone. And he sits down, and I hear somebody order uh, like like a like something pumpkin, like a like like a, a significant of like a piece of pumpkin pie, but in a morning pastry shape. You know what I mean? Like a like a pumpkin yeah, sure, croissant. Sure. Or a pumpkin tart. I hear someone order pumpkin. And I go, oh, Juanito's walking past the restaurant on his way to his room to do the podcast. And he sits down and proceeds to order eggs, coffee, pumpkin something. And I'm like, Juanito, are you, are you at breakfast right now? Are you, are you recording this at breakfast? And he goes, yeah. Why? <laughs> Well, I, yeah, he's he's honestly. There's only one word, and I say this in the most loving way. He's an ass. Hey, babe. He's an absolute ass. Hey, babe. I gotta. Uh, I gotta really. I gotta do this thing for Cypher Styles and Rosenberg. I, I know it's. I know we're on vacation, but it's one hour. Just give me one hour because I mean, these guys put me on in ways you wouldn't even imagine. He's on the air now, right? Isn't he on the air with you? Every day, yeah. He's a part of the morning show on air. Yeah. I mean, it's a short segment, but it's every day. I mean, that brand gets built every day. He okay. has a song. 
I, I made up a song for him, for God's sake. All right. Now, right. one other thing to talk about today is I think you and I could I, I, I'm curious to ask you, actually, because I'm sure the day has changed a lot. Uh-huh. But I am not at this stage in my life at a, a month away from 42. Unmarried. Without children. Oh, God. I can't. I cannot tell you that Father's Day is my favorite day. Because that would be a lie. Um and I'm curious, Saif, to where Father's Day lands for you, because I imagine up until you had kids, it wasn't the greatest day. I'm not saying you you've always handled your up your fatherless upbringing with humor. Yeah, what's ha- what's but happening here? I'm talking about something. Okay, you piece of sh- you insensitive right. piece of shit. Go ahead, go ahead, go on. But I, I imagine that before you had kids, it wasn't your favorite day. Was it a day you didn't like or just a day that was nothing? From 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 four years old to uh, 17 years old, um, it was just a loose holiday, a step above Arbor Day. You know what I mean? Like. It was just kind of there. Um, I've had two stepfathers in my life, maybe a card and a tie. Oh, what should I get my stepfather? Let me go to this. It's uh, it's 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 the day before Father's Day. Let me run up into this J- Woolworth or J.C. Penney's and grab a disgusting tie. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> but seventeen years old, I got knowledge of self, so. This day is nothing. It means it's nothing. It's not a real thing. It's, it's and, bullshit. And, and that and that is and that has maintained to this day. Of course, of course. Now here's my problem. Now, now that I live in a well, it doesn't matter. Here's my problem. Now that I have children, um, they, uh, you know, my son is very young, and he goes to like a daycare. We call it school. Every morning we say, "Hey, you're going to school." It's a, it's a daycare. It's a glorified daycare. Uh, you know, they do little activities and they make Mother's Day little art projects and all that shit. So, I got a Father's Day gift from my son, which was some mixture of glue and popsicle sticks and fucking, <laughs> <laughs> but. But the cutest picture of my son in the middle and like some bullshit magnets glued on the back so you could put it on the fridge. Now, the picture is so cute. I hung it. I put it on my wall next to this framed picture I have of my daughter because I don't have any framed pictures of my son. I only have I have this. I did this photo shoot with this really nice photographer once with my daughter, where we took pictures uh, by the Hudson River, and like it's black and white, and she's giving me a hug. It's like a beautiful picture. So that I I jam this crap (laughs) underneath that. (laughs) So yeah, it's a really cute picture of my son, which is great. Then my daughter ended up making me something similar, a little more sophisticated, but the same thing—a picture of herself in this little frame thing. So. I don't know. The five percenter in me wants to say, hey, I got to go down to that school and tell these fucking white devils to stop teaching my kids about fucking made up holidays. Right. But the older dad in me is just like, oh, this is nice. This is sweet. This is sweet. 
no matter what, no matter what day it is, these are two very little cute pictures of my kids. We're like, bro, my phone, my phone used to be filled with like pictures of celebrities that I would run come along past. Um, what's the word? What am I saying? Not pass run through, in. run into. There we go. Yeah, Celebrities there. I would run into while I was DJing or at the radio station, and then lots of titties. You know what I mean? That's what my right. phone used to be filled with titties and top celebrities. Yep. Now my phone is filled with pictures of my children, like just filled and videos. So I have tons of videos of my kids, but I realized having an actual physical picture was really nice. But you know, my kids, like, in the school, they do Halloween. They do Mother's Day. I'm like, yo, I'm not with all this pagan shit, man. I'm not with it. Well, listen, I I would like to have just a moment because this is the only platform that I'd really be comfortable doing it. Okay. To say what a fuck-off Father's Day is for someone in my situation. And maybe... We have some listeners who can relate, or maybe they related at some point, but now they have kids. Okay. But let me tell you, uh-huh. of all the groups, no one gives a fuck about. Okay. I mean, a fuck about as Sife drinks what appears to be nothing because it must be green and disappeared. <laughs> um, um the group that no one has ever thought of once in life is men mm-hmm. of an age when they're thought to have children, but don't uh-huh. maybe having feelings about the fact that they don't have children. Oh no, no. I mean that group for women, everyone thinks about that's don't very interesting, bro. I, that's why I wanted to bring it up here because I knew you'd appreciate that's it. That's very that's um that's very interesting. So if a woman was my age and didn't have kids, oh. pe- people might check in on her on Mother's Day. They'd be like, "Yo, don't even hey, let's not let's not send random Mother's Day stuff to her. It's right. it's a hard day. Pity pity you know, party for sure. We need to make and and with good reason. I get it. No one ever thinks that a guy who was in the process of trying to have kids mm. and then had a divorce yeah. and had to start from scratch while all of his friends, kids are getting old. My niece and nephew are 13. I know, which is crazy. Like, like no one, no one would think, oh, is this, is this a hard day for you? And I get it. I'm not throwing a pity. I know I am kind of throwing a pity party, I get it, no, but let me tell you, never thought of the, that. Never thought the of that. level of sucks at times. Yeah. You know, the, the, the story is best encapsulated in one event, the year of the breakup. Yeah. So the breakup was in October, Father's Day's beginning of June, middle of June, right? Yeah. Breakup in October, signed the divorce papers May 1st. Mm-hmm. Cinco de uno. No, <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> uno de mayo. There you go. Uno that was very mayo. close. <laughs> <laughs> Billy June, please cut that into a drop. Thank you. Fast forward to uh, Father's Day. Mm-hmm. In, I'm in back the year in, of the breakup. In the year of the breakup, 
six months after the breakup, one month after the signing, which I have to explain, I can't say what everyone else is like, but for me, still very raw, very, very raw. The, that, the um, actual, the, the signing or the divorce itself. All the entire thing, even though it, it's six months, it's still not processed right. at all. It's like a, it's like a no, no, no. This no, this yeah. is not what's gonna happen. This isn't how it's gonna end. Right. You know, and yeah, the the, I, the 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 feeling of like I know people who have gotten divorced and then have gotten remarried to the same person. Like maybe I'm that. Maybe I'm right. That, and this know? is like, just this is. Maybe this just she went needs too this. far. Yeah, she needs this for you know it's for symbolic reasons, but we can right. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking confusion. A lot going on. Um. So so now I go home to spend Father's Day with my father and my brother. Wait, that we this go, is year of the breakup. Year of the breakup. Okay. We go to the like right now. I'm getting group texts from my entire Michael K show group of everyone wishing everyone a happy father's day. Can you take me out of the fucking group? Why would they? They wouldn't. So I, we go to a Chinese, we go to a Chinese restaurant in, in DC. Uh, Oh, was it Christmas? Oh, I'm sorry. Father's day. Go ahead. It's called uh, Mei Wong, I believe delicious. And the owner comes over and starts talking to the table, which is the thing this owner does. He's a very like uh, affable, cool owner. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's like, oh, every, everyone's here for Father's Day. Oh, everyone's a father. Oh, blah, blah. And I, I remember my brother's father-in-law, God bless him, didn't mean anything by it. Was like, no, 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 we're fathers. He's not. He's the uncle. Oh, my meant God. nothing. Yeah, I know, meant I know, nothing yeah. by it. And I'm like. Yeah. Wow. And and meanwhile, it's this bizarre celebration. While it can mean that you're a great father, all it essentially means is you stuck your dick in something and made a kid. That's essentially all it means. Now, it can be that you're the world's greatest father Mm -hmm. or you could be a piece of shit father. Mm -hmm. Someone's still going to say happy Father's Day. Right. They don't know your they don't know your history with your kids. They don't really know. So it's this bizarre world where like you really want to be in this group that everyone in your life is in. You're not in. They're all being celebrated and lauded for, you know, with all due respect, even though it's a hard task, the task, it's just what you have to do. Everyone's being celebrated and it's like, not so fast, pal. This is not for you. You don't get, the, and that's how it feels. I'm not saying that it's it's. Well, you love like, a, you love a holiday. You love a holiday. You're a holiday. You're a holiday styles P or whatever styles holiday P. I'm holiday style relative to you. I, I wouldn't say relative to the world. I'm like a huge holiday guy, but relative to you're you, a sir, Jew that loves Christmas. You love holidays. What are you talking about? You love them, but I don't. I don't love Hallmark holidays though. The fucking the, the, the but the, here's the thing though, Father's Day is still shitty to fathers, right? It's like it's nothing compared to Mother's Day. It's nothing compared to oh, Mother's no. Day. It's like whatever, like just hey, Happy Father's Day, blah blah blah. But yeah, I get so being already being a shitty holiday, and then your situation, and it, it, it's not that it's. 
again, I, it's, I understand everyone's feeling. I just want, I guess I just want on this podcast where I consider everyone to be our, our friends and family who are empathetic and understand would maybe be like, wow, that must be a shitty spot. And let me tell you, it is a shitty spot. It's gotten better, I think but I've, it's still a shitty spot. I think I've told, I think I've told this story before. I'm sure I have, whatever. I remember like years ago, this was years ago, years, years ago, ago. Chameleonaire came to my hood. This is years ago, years ago. Um, I think you just told this story, no? Jabba. No, about Jabba? No. Jabba, a DJ on Hot 97 that does the reggae show, good friend of mine, um, called me one day. This is like, this had to be, okay, five years before I left <clears throat> Hot 97. So this is like 10, 11 years ago, something like that. Calls me randomly, middle of the afternoon. He's Jamaican. He's like, yo. <laughs> I'm like, what's up, Jabba? He goes, yo, I've been meaning to talk. I'm not doing the Jamaican accent. I've been meaning to talk to you. I'm like, okay, what's up? We talk all the time. We do parties together. He's one of my favorite. D Jabba is the equivalent of how I feel about DJ Camillo. How, if you could listen to a couple episodes, how we bigged up DJ Camillo so much. Hey, weren't we supposed to have Camillo on the show? Yeah, we still have him. Uh, Dan, um, Dan, Billy June, get on that. Um, uh, equivalent to, to DJ Camillo of of star power. Jabba fucking bodies the clubs. And he doesn't even DJ. He just talks on the mic because in you know in dance hall there's a DJ and there's a person, you know, person on the mic. Bodies it and I think should be a superstar beyond the Jamaican world and is just very comfortable in his own lane of killing the Jamaican world. And I always wanted to be make him more than that. That's why he's on the the beginning of the Nina Sky single. That's Jabba's voice doing that little part when before the singing starts. Anyway, blah blah blah. He calls me and he's like, "Yo, I've been meaning to talk to you." He's like, "Yo, what's going on with you?" And I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" He goes, "Yo, you got to put something on this earth." And I was like, okay, I love Jamaican culture and music and food and everything. I don't know this phrase. I This is one I'm, I'm bewildered about. He's like, yo, you and Khaled, y'all got to put something on this earth. And I was like, what does that mean? He goes, you got, yo, you got to have kids. You got to put something, you got to put some kids on this earth. And I, I start laughing immediately. Like, why? <clears throat> what the fuck do you care about me having kids. What is happening here? But he was genuinely concerned, bro. He was genuinely concerned. And it's the only call I've ever gotten where somebody was concerned about. And then, like, in Jamaica, I guess at that time, my age, I was probably 34, 35, whatever, however old I was. And he was concerned. And in Jamaica, if you hit your 30s and you don't have kids, whoa, you are... I mean, first of all, they think you're gay. Like you get the gay, you get the gay stigma immediately. <clears throat> and then, Imagine me. And then <laughs> if they're closer to you, they try to figure out what's wrong. What the fuck is going on? So it's weird. I wonder, like, if you would have brought this, like, if you were in Jamaica this week, I wonder if you would have gotten more sympathy or, like, let's say you're talking oh. to some people that work in the resort. I mean, I, I, that would be a deep conversation for the people in the resort, though they were great guys. I talked to a lot of people. I don't know. I just I just wanted to throw it out there because, you know, I've been saying that phrase for years now, seeds upon the earth. And then there's this other weird part where like, well, 
it 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 taints the way you view everything about parenthood because you it's hard to explain but like you know like we'll get callers for example or i'll hear of someone who has eight nine kids and i hear it with such resentment like i can't and i'm just being honest yeah i, I don't i don't fight resentment i i try not to let it consume me or or define me but i don't like fight it i'm honest about when i feel it mm-hmm. and some lady called this week talking about she had 12 kids or something with her husband wow and all I thought was, you're a fucking doof. You're a fucking doof. What are you doing? Like, first of all, how is it that I have zero and you have 12? Of course, that's that's layered in there. You can't yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. really yeah, yeah, yeah. get like, rid of that. Like on some universe shit. It's just built in. You're like, what the? F-? But then on a separate level, I'm like, how can you reasonably think you could be a good parent to 12 children? Who the f- it's like that it's I see my friends so well off, so smart, so caring, who work so hard. They put so much effort into one, two yeah. kids. I mean, every bit of effort to do a good job with two. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, and I was talking actually to someone this week. My therapist is a, in a, as a family of like 12, 10, 11, 12 Catholic. Yeah. And one of his siblings died this week. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, man, is this your first, the first? It was like the fourth. I was like, now, they happen to be very religious, which I guess is probably often the case when you and get well, into 12 probably, kids. Probably older, right? And they're older. They're older. So yeah. he's been there before. Yeah. But, I, he's, but he's the second youngest. Right. So I was like, man, that's a lot of funerals you're going to in life. That's a lot of goodbyes, yo. A lot. Yeah. And but of course, with that many kids, one was an infant, one was a young adult, one was, you know, 50. Like there's just it's just numbers. It's a sheer numbers game. That's terrifying. Yo, this is dark. I apologize. This is very dark, but it's fine. Um, Last last week was too light. Um, My boy, Damani, he works with me. He's one of nine. And I, I'm intrigued. Like, anytime we go on a road trip or we're somewhere talking, I'm intrigued by the nine. And, like, last week we were in D.C., and one of his brother lives in D.C., and um, he, he went to his brother's house to go visit him and, and his new baby or whatever. And his brother and his brother's wife came to one of the shows, and he goes, hey, this is my brother, so-and-so, da-da-da. And I, I was just asking him a couple of questions. I was like, how far are you guys apart in age? And they both looked at each other and didn't know. Like, they didn't, they were like, which one are you, which number are you in the family, you know what I mean? And, like, they could, like, they had to tell each other their age and then figure out the math, you know what I mean? Which you could have done yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's not like, oh, yeah, and then, like, I said, oh, are you guys, are you guys each other's favorite brothers? And they were like, no. (laughs) No. Like no. Well, when you get to nine, that's what I'm saying. Just, it's just he said such his, a different. He said experience. his siblings are clicked up. His siblings are clicked up. Oh yeah, they have to be clicked up. Yeah, they clicked up. I mean, honestly, once you get beyond two, it can be clicked up. Yeah, they got to click up. So yeah, that's, a, anyway, that's a that's a great fucking theory you presented, or not even theory. Uh, just a weird. Well, situation. I just know that you're always you're always into the 
yo, it's crazy how no one gives a fuck about blank. Yeah. Like you, you've always, you point out the things that are just completely overlooked. Like no one ever would think. Yeah. And, and, and being a member of this random club of which I'm sure we have a few listeners nodding oh, their head. I like, bet you, yeah. I bet you more than a few. Yeah. Especially in our crowd where we have like a lot of smart, hardworking, busy, nerdy people yeah. who could easily be in their forties and not have kids. Um, because because here's the thing it's even a smaller group than people might be actually thinking because there are uh some people our age that don't want to have kids who are just fine with the situation they father's day doesn't mean it doesn't bother them either way good or bad you know what i mean it's just mm -hmm. unless they care a lot about their father and they want to you know what i mean they might even even be into Father's Day to show love for their father, brothers, you know what I mean? But they don't want to have kids, so they're just floating. And then the weirdest part is, on the flip side of my coin even, I see my friends who have had kids for years who have, you know, ten year, a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, and they live back in Maryland, and yeah. this has been their life forever. And I'm also like, but I wouldn't want to trade with that either. Yeah. Like, yeah. Wait, so I've gotten to live out all these incredible professional things and God willing, you know, I'll get to have both on a different timeline. But there, then I'm not going to go down this path. There's a much deeper, darker part of it that's hard as your parents get older and you think about your kids not knowing your parents well yeah. and stuff like that. That's yeah. really challenging. Yeah. Um, but you know, but at the same time, I can't even really say it's a professional sacrifice because I was. It's somewhat related to professional stuff, but it's also, you know, it's also not that at all. Um, but the lucky, luckily, luckily, um, on another flip side, luckily, a man's age is not as relevant as a woman's age. You know, what I mean, I know, like, I you know. get popped. It, it would be worse. We for know sure. people and that's that why pop people out. think of women. Right. We know that, we know men that, that pop out kids at 50, 60 years old. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It's no one thing. Why would they think about that? Because they treat us like shit. The world treats us. And we did it to like ourselves. Shit. And we did it to ourselves. Ooh, well, not we. Yeah, other men. Other men did it. Did did you um did you actively celebrate Juneteenth this weekend? I saw some black people yesterday. I was fine. There you, yeah. there you go. There you go. That was fine. I took but a picture. It's funny, because, it's funny, though, because Juneteenth is one of the few holidays that, if it was treated properly, would actually make real sense. It, it actually, yes. Uh, Juneteenth is uh, an actual holiday that I would celebrate. You're 100% right. Right. Like, it, it, it is. It is. The, the way... People just do not understand. I had to talk about this yesterday. People do not understand what I mean about I don't celebrate holidays. They think I'm Jehovah's Witness. Say so they think I don't celebrate anything. I'm like, no, no. Birthdays are wildly important to me. Um, I have a, I create my own holidays in my family. My grandmother's birthday is a holiday in my family. Every mm. every every year on my grandmother's birthday, we go out to dinner and celebrate my grandmother's life. It just What's so happens. Day? It just so happens. So it's, it's a double whammy. It just so happens it's October thirty first, on Halloween. So Wait, I don't. Have we talked? Have we talked about the fact that that's my grandmother's birthday too? No. 
Yeah. Halloween is your grandmother's birthday? Yes. How are we just one at moment? Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, my dad's mom's birthday, Grandma Helen, Halloween. Wow, that's fucking weird. Is she uh is she is she um, is she dead? Is she dead? dead. <laughs> you think she's our grandmothers dead. know each other in heaven? I mean, where where was your grandmother from? Uh, New York, like Westchester, and then the Bronx. This is your mom's mom. My mom's mom, yes. The white. She's gra- Puerto Rican. White grandmother. No, my white grandmother. She's Irish. Yeah. It's possible because in Rockaway, the only people besides the Jews in my in the neighborhood are Irish. Do you think in heaven, people stick to their neighborhoods? <laughs> My grandmother was very scared of meeting people. Uh-huh. So I, if, uh-huh. if she has the option of just kind of like staying in her house, but in heaven, I think she would take that. I, would, I wonder if in heaven, like if your children do something together, your there's like a like a like a like you get an email and be like, hey, you know, your grandson and your grandson talk into a computer on Saturday mornings. <laughs> You should come watch. There's like a special viewing room where you guys can meet up, have coffee, and watch your watch your grandsons talk to each other about <laughs> about hip hop artists. I wonder if like I wonder if in heaven they would be amused by this, or still after five minutes they'd be like, "I'm good. Yeah. I don't understand what they're talking about." <laughs> Although this episode, they'd be able to follow. Yeah, but why would they come to this episode after seeing all? A matter of fact, sidebar. I know we've we've gone into four sidebars. I wake up this morning to a text message. Okay. I didn't even I didn't even read the text messages because I woke up late. I just see the um the name and the first line from DJ Mark Ronson. A great guy. A the, great the Grammy guy. Award winning producer and DJ extraordinaire. Loving the podcast, man. Loving the podcast. Really? Loving the podcast. Hold on. Well, and by the way, wait, he said that this week? At 9.24 a.m., which I'm assuming he's in London, so it's like 1 in the afternoon or some shit. Wait, do you think that means he heard last week's episode and still loves the podcast, or he hasn't no, I, gotten there yet? I think, I think when he listens to last week's episode, he's going to call his carrier and ask him if there's a way to delete a text message from the recipient's phone. (laughs) Hey, hey, big shout out to Mark Ronson, who I woke up this morning to a text um, saying, loving the podcast, man. Mark Ronson, thank you so fucking much. That means the world to us for a hip hop legend such as yourself to say you love the podcast. Give him a shout out, Rosenberg. Yeah, shouts to Mark Ronson, a great Jewish hip hop man. Why I appreciate. Why you bring that into it? Why you bring that? Just say what? Here. I should be embarrassed? You anti Jew? I have no way am I anti Jew. I'm pro Jew. I'm PJ for life. By the way, I did a podcast this week that was very much a a a a child or grandchild of One Ep. Um, really? Yeah, I, it's called Take It Personal. 
That what? It's called Take It Personal. That's my improv show. I know they they're aware of this. They've been around like five years. How long has Take It Personal been around? I said you might have been longer. Yeah, of course, since like 13, 14. Um, it Saif, it's a pod. It's a really good podcast. Um, you know what we wanted to do? The idea of the Jay Z one app, like let's take a podcast, but we do a casual one app interview and cut it up with the songs and really good production. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. They do if we if one app was good, it would be their show. Really. <laughs> They do a great job. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to some old episodes. But these are it, the, here's the only thing with the show. It's like four Rosenbergs. They're all white. Mm, mm. They're all white rap. The devil's nerds. nectar. That oh, that's so you're saying if you sue them and make them change the name, take it personal, they could go with the devil's nectar. The devil's nectar, yeah. Um how could I sue them? How could I sue them with why would I why would I have any ownership or trademark or registered anything of my very successful show? I have nothing. Of course you don't. And also you stole the name too, so it's kind of all all is fair. Yeah. I stole it from I didn't steal it from Gangstar. I, you know how I came up with the name of that show? Go ahead. I I sat I used to help the a podcast at UCB. I used to like produce a podcast for the guys at UCB. And I sat down with them. I said, hey, I'm about to start this show at UCB on Fridays and uh, or whatever day. And I need to come up with a name. I want to I improvise with you guys until I come up with a name. And we were improvising with each other, uh, audio-wise, like not on stage, just talking, improvising, boom, 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 building it up. And somehow we got to take it personal. And I was like... That's it. Because you guys don't even realize how relevant that song is in the hip-hop world mm. and in my life. So it was like a, an organic, universal way to come up with a name. It, and it turned out beautifully. So these guys, what is this podcast? What are they? Uh, they, uh, they no, they do, do it. They, it's, it's, you know what? I actually thought if I actually could ever build my my network properly they'd be a perfect show to be on the same network as us because mm. it's it's it is similar to what we do but we've now obviously entered a new realm of what we are which is like sometimes sometimes detailed hip-hop sometimes pure fuckery these days more fuckery but we do yeah. need to make a return no nah, people hip-hop. but bro it's we're gonna it's it's a pandemic man it's pandemic pandemic we, we pandemic's over we're going to get to this hip hop. Don't you fucking worry about it. Um, no, they do a good job, though. It was a very in-depth interview. It was funny. I've really learned to have an appreciation for doing interviews where people actually care about what you're doing. I finally understand how artists feel when they show up for an interview and they get asked the same 10 questions. Yeah. And the host didn't listen or know anything about their project. I finally get it. Yeah. Oh, but, you by know, the artists, way. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say artists do it to themselves, though. This week, we were supposed to have the Migos. We went back to work for the first time ever to do, for the first time in a year and change, uh-huh. to, do, to do the Migos in person. Yeah. And they didn't, 
They were an hour late. Offset was sick. Didn't feel good. We left. They ended up showing up a full two hours late. And I, and we had done the research. Like, we had all listened to the album, yeah. came in yeah. to do it. Oh, wow. So artists give it right back, too. Yeah, Just course. so you know. But what uh, were you going to say? I was going to say, by the way, I I am getting praise for your album. Like really, bro, you you turned you you fucked up you fucked around and made a banger. You, is that what people are saying in the street, bro? There's a guy, is a comic. His name is Jabron Salim. Every time I see him, he comes up to me and mentions some wacky underground shit that I have no idea what he's talking about. But he loves talking hip hop to me, and he'll be come up to me and be like, "Yo, did you hear this? So and so, so and so." I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about, Jabron." And then he goes, uh, you know, when when Doom died, he was like legitimately like fucking upset. And so I was in D.C. last week and he did the show with us and he was like, man, that Rosenberg album, man, man. And he's like, I know he's sincere because he listens. He's listens to that type of music that you play on real late and all that shit. He was loving it. And then I'm oh, but a DJ I came across said he was having problems with your album because a lot of the songs don't have like DJ intros. What? He's having trouble. What, oh, mixing. they just start? Kind of just start. That shit bothers me a little. You of all people should know, man. But there's that's that's only there's not many songs like that. Okay, well, this is what he told me. This is what he the, told There's me. only there's really only I can only think of Where's your one. DJ packs? Where's your DJ packs? Where's your clean, dirty, instrumental acapellas, uh, intros, you know, eight bar intros. I sent, I, I made a full clean album this week. I, or I've had it, but I sent it out this I week. So I got it. I got it. Um, and, but I'll be honest, man. Can I keep it real with you? I'm um, cool. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. I'm cool. I'm good. Can't say the DJ support has been, uh, it's huge. Not, it's not, it's, I knew it wouldn't be. Don't even. It's not for DJs, bro. It's not I, for DJs. But, but it, the, the, can I just say the thing that frustrates me about that? Happy Father's it, Day, by the way. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Is that, yo, man, I, I love my fellow DJs, and I understand what it's like when you're doing your job and you just get so into the job that you're into the job. And But, like, I got approval at the station for... DJs to play songs off the album. They're oh. still not playing it. Oh, if if there was an official word. There was. If there's an official word to support you and no, no one's no. playing it, that's TT TT sent out a message being like Rosenberg's Rosenberg has songs that are cool for the mix. You could play the Ghostface one, you could play the Styles P one. Feel free. Oh, that's um, this, that's straight disrespect. But have you asked them personally? Um, I've asked some personally. You have to, you have to ask and badger personally. I know it shouldn't be that way. I, I know, I know. Shout, shouts to Drewski. Drewski, of course, showed love. Cast One has shown love, but can't say it's been an overwhelm. But you're right. You know, as Cast said the same thing to me. Cast was like, you, you need if you really care, like the you have to call people personally and have yeah, conversations. Have like that's. Just, that's what it's going to be. Um, by the way, Saif, I think I'm going to do a few shows for the Real Late album. Man. Yeah, going to do some shows. Little, little run. 
little run, just a little baby run. We're doing one. Let me know. I want to roll. Would one in Brooklyn, July 10th in Bushwick, supply and demand, um, where I'm doing a set with a bunch of the artists. But then we haven't announced this yet because I haven't finalized it. But then there's going to be a little like four, you know, a little four city East Coast joint and maybe a little couple city West Coast joint too. What? Just to get out there. Because like, I think that, I think that we can do with the right lineup, you know, 500 to a thousand seats and sell it pretty well with the, with the people that I have, you know, you know who people are fucking with off the album, by the way, the girl on the intro, Vel the Wonder. Love that intro. People love that Yo, intro, she, man. bro. Have you have you like looked her up? I'm sure you haven't. No. If you look her up, she's got oh. a she has a very interesting, compelling brand. Plus, she could wrap her ass off. Like we're always looking for. There's here's the problem. Women in hip hop have this balance that it's impossible to strike. Of like, you want them to be sexy, but you want them to spit. And and then when they spit, they often don't have sex appeal that they're showing on record. But if they go sex appeal, they lean to all sex appeal. And then the bars don't seem to. It's a very tough tightrope to walk. And Vel walks a line of like underground backpack while attractive and interesting and different. She's got a lot going on and like and and talks openly about you know chicks and you should look her up she vel could go vel could go okay yeah. all right what's vel, her name again the wonder where's she from uh la what up sa <laughs> yeah is she mexican yeah really mexican american from la that's one of the Car things that girl. also in the basic here's the most basic thing I get in every interview. Yo, Rosenberg, man, you made a straight New York album. Psh, made a straight New York, just all New York. I'm like, well, yes, the first voice literally rapping on the album is not from New York. But yeah, I'm sure I hear exactly what you're saying. Yo, thank you for making a throwback New York album. I'm like, well, I don't really want it to be throwback. And it's not all New York. But I do understand, of course, why people would say that. Nah, man, you yeah, you hit you hit you hit it, man. You hit it. Congrats. It's cool, man. I would um I would uh let it live a little longer. I'll, I'll let it live for a while, and then I would just start throwing out those fucking acapellas. I'll start throwing out those those stems. You know what I'm saying? What, let it, letting people <laughs> fuck with them to give them more life. Yeah. Maybe not all, not every single song, but pick a couple and like kind of throw them out there. Let people try a remix. You might come up. That's on a very something. interesting point. You could do you could do a three you could do a three song remix uh, extended version for Christmas. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a, like a, like a, like and while you're working on the next one, you throw out three remixes from listeners or whatever that. Have you uh have you watched Mayor of Easttown yet? I don't know what that is. What is it? Oh. What is it? Oh. Mayor of Easttown. No, what is this? Mayor of Easttown. What is this? It's the show. It's first of all, it's the show everyone's talking about. Oh, right everyone's now. talking about it. 
Everyone's talking. I started it this week. I'm Don't late. hype it too much or I won't watch it. Not going to overhype okay. it. I'm only going to say it's a murder mystery, I believe, mini series or, you know, one season series, uh-huh. I believe, uh-huh. starring Kate Winslet. Already not interested. As a shitty small town American detective, uh-huh. not like Kate Winslet at all. Okay. Like a like a slightly husky, husky cigarette smoking husky small town. Oh, sight, by the way, she'd be your type in the show. Okay, I like it. <laughs> She's like a a vaping, miserable, but kind of charming small town detective. Uh-huh in charge of figuring out what the fuck is going on with these missing girls in this shit American town. Uh-huh. And I watched it and I was like, Saif should be watching this Where show. Where do you watch a show like this? HBO Max. Got it. Because you would love it because it's a high end, but really good murder mystery show. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Yes, you will dig I need it. A show. And it's funny because I hear Kate Winslet too, and I right away I'm like, Kate Winslet, yeah. What are we gonna I don't, be talking about? I don't about? even know. Honestly, I don't even know which one Kate Winslet is. Like Titanic. Oh, that's Kate Winslet. Okay. Yeah. Kate Winslet, Kieran Knightley, Knightley. Kieran Knightley. Okay, um, not similar, but I I hear you. Like the British, the white British. There's like four of them that are like interchangeable. Uh, what's the other one? Um, blunt, something blunt. The singer Emily Blunt. Is she a singer? I thought Emily Blunt was a singer. No, She's you're thinking actor? of James Blunt. Oh yeah, what about James? No, Blunt? No, Emily Blunt is the one that's married to Jim from The Office. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's those, right. there's like four or five British girls that all like, I don't know which one's which. I'm an actor, yeah. <laughs> um, I you, Winslet it in this show won me over. I was like, oh, this is not. I mean, they're all great. Are, they're all great. But in this one, you're like, oh, you're just an, a a ni- nice, nasty, dirty American. Okay, she she's good. I watch it, and I and I will say it's a great series. It's it's one of the many series I've noticed. You know, everyone now is making an effort to cast people who are not white throughout shows. Yeah. And and in this show, like so many of the side characters are black. And I'm like, yo, it's so easy to to do this. Like, no, it's so it, easy to do it that that you could tell they were purposely not doing it. And I'm like, I'm watching the show and like. Yes, you can still have a white lead on the show. She's the lead of the show, and she's a white British lady. Okay, fine. But it doesn't. But they that doesn't mean it has to be an all white show. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh, the the therapist is black. The her other the other cop above her is black. One of the best friends characters is black. Like it's it, you don't go like, oh my gosh, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Why, why are they black and white? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. Yeah. Just cast people. Just cast people, man. It's it's. I I appreciate it. it. It's something that's very nice to see. Did you hear? You didn't hear last week's episode, did you, Rosenberg? The first like fifteen okay, minutes. Because there was a a story I told about Billy June running up on a girl, a friend of mine, a comedian. Oh no. Oh, no. 
Let's not bring that up again. But, but Rosenberg needs to know. The only reason why I brought it up last week is because it was so fresh in my mind. But Rosenberg needs to know what you did. Can you just give me the hit? The, like, what's the baseline of what he did? He just ran up on a friend of mine, a comedian, and was like, said something to her like an inside joke that she had no idea what he was talking about because uh, she was one of the comedians that I was in Idaho with and I was doing the podcast one morning right and he was just like he said something what'd you say to her billy first i thought she knew who i was and she didn't right and then what'd you say that's now i gotta tell you that's tough it's tough to get up from he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't like it when comedians don't know who he is because he's like i produce the hottest shows in new york city it was my show that she was at i thought she knew who i was okay that's fair keep going and then what would you say I said something about uh, the reels, how she was teaching him how to do reels, and now you guys want me to do them. No, they're difficult. No, there was something before that. You said something awkward about, oh, did you were you were there when Cipher was recording in the morning? Some weird shit like that. Like, oh, you yeah, were around because you kept you kept looking over and you're like, oh, my social media guru just woke up. You were like referencing her the whole time. Right. That's that's fair. Right. And then, but she did went, you, and then she went, what do you work on again? But what did you and, But did you set that up to her? Hey, how are you? My name is Billy June. Uh, I'm friends with Saif. I actually produce his podcast. Funny story, I was on the Zoom with him when you were at the, the Airbnb and, and you were watching us do the podcast. It's funny that I know you through comedy, but I also know you through this weird instance. Did you say any of that to make it comfortable? First of all, she's a hot chick, okay? She the hot chicks hot chicks live in a completely different universe. This girl, we become we've become closer lately. She's a hard working girl. She helps me a lot. V- very very uh uh smart. But mm-hmm. watch hanging with a hot chick is at like I love hanging with her on research for research purposes. Like she gets <laughs> the amount of shit that she gets thrown at her and she just thinks is normal is fucking insanity. Like to actually to actually be in the like the like be in a world where like she reads her DMs to me as like, oh, look at this. And I'm cracking up. Like, people just want to throw her everything. Throw her what, though? Every opportunity. Product. Uh, sponsorship for her podcast. Or her, or, or you know, th- like, she has a lot of tattoos. So she gets tons of tattoo products. Uh, you know, you know, bombs and ointments and all this shit. And magazines and clothing t-shirts hey this guy hit me this guy hit me about a, a clothing line he had do you want some t-shirts in a duffel bag yeah yeah i'll take some fucking hot girl leftover t-shirts and a duffel bag <laughs> well it's 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 the trade-off what's the trade-off they have to get annoying bullshit from dudes all day oh my god they have to they also they also don't know any time a dude wants to help them if they really want to help them or they're trying to fuck. They're them. trying to fuck. They don't. 
so it's this incredible conundrum of not knowing what's right. Okay, I agree. I agree with you. But here's the caveat. I don't, I try to, (laughs) this is really fucked up. I try to explain to her that she lives in a bubble, right? And I don't think she could fully grasp it because it's not like she entered a bubble later in life and was self-aware that this, she's been in a bubble since she was one years old, you know what I mean? Or whatever it was. And there's an episode of 30 Rock where Liz Lemon is dating John Hamm. And he lives in a bubble, right? Like, because he's so he's handsome. so good looking. Everyone, so he's in a restaurant, and and she goes, "What are you gonna order?" And he goes, "Oh, I don't know. I'm in the mood. <laughs> I'm in the mood for." <laughs> They're at like a diner. He goes, "I'm in the mood for a catfish po' boy and a raspberry Fanta." <laughs> and she goes, "And she, she goes, they don't have that happen. here." And he goes, "Oh, I'm sure they'll make it for me." So the waitress comes over to take his order and she puts the menu over his face so the waitress can't see him. And he goes, yeah, I'll have a, I want a catfish po' boy and a raspberry Fanta. And she goes, if you ever try to order off the menu again, I'll shove this pencil up your ass or something like that, you know? And he's like, what, what happened? Why didn't she call me sweetie and offer me free pickles or some shit? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> well, it's even weirder. It's even weirder for men who are that attractive because they're so unlike other men. Oh my god, they get it. Like I don't know, I don't even know a friend that I have. I have a couple that are that attractive. I have a a couple, and it is is I I I I don't think they're aware of what's happening. I don't think it. This girl, I had I said let's play a game. I said. I said all day long for the rest of the day, whenever something is happening to you, I'm just going to yell the word bubble. I'm just going to say bubble. By the fourth bubble, she was visibly annoyed that I was doing this. I had to stop playing the game. She couldn't. You mean because of the, the way people were approaching her or offering her things? Yes. And I was trying to explain this is not normal. This is not normal. This is different. But to her, it's normal. And she's right. It is normal. But it is a complete, like I said, the bubble is great. But at the same time, it's there are challenges that come with that inherently. But we just can't identify with either. I don't. I mean, listen, we've both been in circumstances where because of our status, we had a we get a lot of I, we get a lot of good treatment. But I'm fully self-aware that I am in a bubble, a a a a a local celebrity. I'm very famous in New York. It's it's a phrase that I made up because it is real. To a small group of people, I am very famous. I am the shit to them. I am their high their high school year soundtrack on the way to school. Or nightclub destroyer, where like they see me and they get excited. I I get that, but I'm aware of it. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad. Well, yeah, I had a thing this week for some reason on the K show. I I put up a post on Twitter this week 
about I'm trying to fi- ask some questions about how you rent a private jet, right? <laughs> and 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 the truth was I was trying to find a hookup because I have this crazy weekend in August where I have Summer Slam in Las Vegas and Summer Jam in New York, and I have to yeah fly back and forth. So I was trying to figure out how I could document wow. it. She's calling me right and now. Tra- She's been here. Who she, is the hot girl? <laughs> Put her on. No hell no. All right, fuck it. You're right. Hello. Hold on. You're. How are you? Oh, I don't celebrate Father's Day. Listen, I was just talking about you on my podcast, and you called. Uh. Yeah. What time is it? I gotta fucking leave soon. You want to be on real quick? Okay, hold on. Send her the. You can send her the link real quick. Tell her to jump on. <laughs> you me. wanna, you wanna be on real Disaster. quick? Can I send you the link? Oh, like Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you what just happened. I said, "Hey, I want to okay. send you a Zoom link," and automatically she was like, "Do I have makeup on? Is my hair done? Where am I? You know what I mean? Like that's girl shit. That's girl shit." We don't. Have, we're not gonna put out video. We're not putting out video. I was telling the story of Billy June approaching you. No, don't do this. To and, me. I was, <laughs> and I was telling the story of how in Idaho I was telling you about your bubble. She has to come on yeah, now. Gonna, it's too much. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you the link. Hold on. Um. So the, the private jet that I posted this thing really you gotta just hoping go, I could get a hookup. You gotta go to what do you gotta do? SummerSlam. Summer Slam and Summer Jam. Right. I, I, I have a K-Show event in Jersey Friday. Saturday, I have Summer Slam. Where is that? Sunday, I have Summer Jam. Las Vegas. Uh-huh. So I was just trying to get a hookup to see if there's a brand that would do a trade-off for right. a flight, you know, for some. It yeah. really wasn't anything crazy. Also, but yeah, K- there's a company where, like, you can almost like Uber a seat on a private jet. You just fly with people, other people you don't know. You know what I mean? It's like Uber. Yeah, and Poo. I was just asking what it could be. Possibility. K- Possibilities. Kay turned it into this whole thing about me being privileged and what's wrong with me. And I already have a brand a little bit on the show of, like, I talk about that I don't like to pay for seats and I like good seats. But to your point, Saif, I, I'm just being honest with the audience. I'm not going to lie and tell them that I would pay $800 for a Brooklyn Nets game. I wouldn't. And right. I know that the only reason I have the option is because of my profession. But well, at the same time, it's it's not because I was born into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel bad about the fact that I worked in a field where everyone knows that these perks are part of the job. Exactly. 100%. Like, and then, and then, and then, Cuomo is here. Oh, Cuomo's here. Should I let her Andrew in? Andrew Cuomo? No, Natalie Cuomo. Should oh. I let her in? Uh, yes, of course. This is the girl. Wait. This is the girl I was telling you about. This is the bubble. This is the bubble chick. Oh God, <laughs> Billy June, stay quiet. Don't embarrass us all. Uh, this could be very, very embarrassing for Billy June. Hi, Cuomo. Oh, she can't hear us. Oh, no. Wait, can you hear Hold us? on, audio connecting. Here we go. Okay. I don't think she can hear us. Isn't she supposed, isn't she like a millennial? Shouldn't she know inherently how to do this? Yeah. Now? Yes. There you go. Hi. Hi. What's up? 
Hey. What's up, guy? Natalie Cuomo. Um, I just want to say I heard about the sex scandals with you and all the people that you allegedly brought into your office <laughs> and had inappropriate dealings with. <laughs> and I support you in spite of that. No, no, no. No, different Cuomo. She's not the governor of New York City. I mean, of New York State. Oh. No, no. This is now. You're the one who was oddly accosted by Billy June. <laughs> okay. This is Natalie Cuomo, good friend of mine, very funny comedian. She has a podcast called Thirst Trap, which is a hard listen for me because it's two girls talking about some very sexy things that I'm like, oh, I can't be driving with this boner. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. So, okay. Oh, so when you said hard listen, you really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Natalie, real quick. Um, can you give us a, a little, just a quick rundown of the Billy June scandal? What happened? Billy, um, it was really just a, I was just hanging out. Yeah. See, I just want to mention to you, it's a small, weird, little, little nothing thing that happened. But in the one up world, it's a Billy June jewel for the show of how he yeah, handles this is important for the situation. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, First, I have to say, I love Billy June. Of course. Sure you do. Okay, keep going. Um, I was at a sh I was at that show, Make It Clap Comedy, at the um, mm -hmm. Williamsburg Hotel. That's right. That's right. I was mm -hmm. sitting there. I was actually wearing my very famous in New York T-shirt. Were oh, you? I was. I I was. I was. Wow. Yeah. And. Oh, that makes my day. <laughs> Okay. And uh, Billy June came up to me and he said, Natalie, hi. And I said, hi. And then he said something about Idaho or Saipa. Mm -hmm. Right. And I started to get a little confused. Right. Do you remember what he said at all? I remember the next day. What did he say? I, uh, Billy? Well, oh, first, Billy. Well, first I asked you what song you wanted to go up to because because I because I book well Tiana and I booked the show yeah. together and I do the music for it. Have you ever met so Natalie I, before? Yes, at my show on the rooftop, but I don't think she remembered that. Okay, okay. I, we figured that out very quickly when she didn't know. No, no, okay. no. It's, right. I, 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 I'm such a dick. Don't, Natalie, Natalie, please do not feel bad about any. None of this is your fault. No, it is my fault. This is no, no, no. This is not your fault. This is. Don't victim Classic him. Billy June shit. I don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, you right, so said, oh, so you were annoyed about Saifa doing your podcast in the morning or something. This is what he what? said. What? How, would that, how would that register to somebody? And how would that register? Just trying to put the pieces together. <laughs> oh. Because he, he, never, he never said that he was the producer of Saif's podcast. <laughs> Hey, so you would have no hey, idea what he was hey, talking about. Ooh, hey, you, hey, you, you must be annoyed that Cypher's doing a podcast in the morning, huh? <laughs> and you're probably like, what the fuck is happening right now? Okay, so he says some weird disjointed comment to you. Go ahead. Um, then what happened? To be fair, I just sometimes I don't remember people's names. So it's like I recognize the faces. Mm -hmm. Right, sure. But, um, and then I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess. And he was like, oh, I was on the podcast. And then I'm trying to like wrap my brain because I know this podcast, but I know, you know, you have one 
Coco. No, also, also, environment is important. You were at a comedy show. Right. You were a comedian. Maybe going on next. Yes. Every producer knows a comedian. The worst time to talk to a comedian is right before they go on stage because all we're trying to do is remember our jokes, remember our set. Maybe you're working on a new I was joke. Happy to talk to him. I didn't know anyone there. It was nice. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! You see how sweet she is. It was you see how sweet she is. It was nice. I was happy. I, I, and then I got to meet him, and I knew someone there. It was, it was lovely. Wow, Saif, this is kind of ruining what you were setting up. No, it's, she sounds like this was a good experience. No, 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 no. This is what I'm. This is exactly what I'm talking about. What do you mean? I'll get. I'll get into it in a second. So go ahead. Anything? Any other exchanges with Billy June there? Here's what I'm saying. You're making it sound sweet and nice, Billy. When I said to call the podcast, he he shit, he shit himself. He literally shit himself, and he's because so the way you described it made me feel like I was a piece of shit. No, not a piece of shit. Yourself. No, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Sipho. fucking weirdo. You're a weirdo, and no. we have to admit we have to. Okay, Nat, Nat, stop it, stop it. Maybe Sife, maybe she's telling the truth. Okay, all right. So this, so then I said, I'm so sorry. What's your name? He said, Billy. I said, okay. And then he said, oh, I do this podcast. And then I left really awkwardly and walked away. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yep. But I think um, it was, it was confusing taken out of context that he knew this little snippet of a morning in Idaho where I woke up trying to talk to Saifa and he was doing the podcast and I was like, Saifa, let's chat. And he was like, podcast. So that's like, he had like yeah. a secret camera and I, into. There you I, go. Now we're getting the feeling. I'm telling you. So it's, that's like, whoa, who are you? But it's like, he's a spy, you know, which I like. Well, and also it's like, you weren't even a guest on the podcast. It's not like you were part of the conversation. You were just living your life, having breakfast. I Yes. But it was, um, <laughs> but I like, I like that. It's so weird because that since I was wearing that shirt, the entire night was a Sife night, you know, everywhere I went, yeah. like, uh, yeah. was like, oh, so you've been working with Saifa. And I was like, oh my God, this motherfucking shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. How did you guys meet in the first place at a, just at a comedy show? Wait, her and I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we met, and then also I did her. I think I was the first guest on your podcast, right? You were. You were the first guest. Yeah, I did her wow. podcast. Yeah, yeah, because you know I'm a thirst trap, baby. You know what I mean? I'm a well, thirst and trap. Do you, or have you guys talked about honestly? I don't want this to be uncomfortable. Okay. That Sife has a borderline unhealthy love of white women. We have spoken oh. about this. We have. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. So this friend, this friendship, in a lot of ways, can sort of like satisfy this crazed part of Sipes' personality that thinks that white women are so interesting. <laughs> I don't think he thinks white women are interesting. I I don't think he thinks that. So what does he think? Like he just finds them like their bo- their boringness is hot. He, he what is it? They're hot and amusing. <laughs> But like almost amusing and like in like like in their ignorance. He thinks they're kind of crazy and like amusing. Oh, that's that's a good point. Like they're especially when they're ignorant of hip hop stuff. It is very amusing. You love that. Yes. Yes. Oh my! Like when when Saif and I would go around pitching our our podcast to different places, mm-hmm. and whenever we sit in the meeting, 
and the obligatory <laughs> white woman executive of sorts comes uh, in and starts talking. Uh, Saif like instantly becomes one of those cartoons <laughs> that sees like a plate of lasagna, like I uh, like rah, 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 <laughs> every time. And for me, I'm like, wait, hold on. Are you telling me you do you summer in the in in Martha's Vineyard? <laughs> right. Oh my God! Anything that's like a generic, and do you find it, Natalie? Is it coincidence <laughs> that he's obsessed with Karen videos? Also, no, of course it's not a coincidence. But this is what I find interesting. Okay, in his oh, act, here we go. In his act, he says he likes the ugly Karens. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think you just like you like every Karen. It doesn't matter. They can be ugly. They can be. You prefer the hot. I think you prefer the hot Karen. But you don't no, I no, I'm I'm I prefer uh, a middle level, a middle management plain Jane white girl. Cipher, you know my mom's name is Karen. Cipher. Thanks, Billy June. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> hey. Oh, fuck. Now, real quick, I, I had an experience the other day that one of you two comedians should who are smarter than me should find a way to incorporate okay. somewhere, which is. When I was in Jamaica with my girlfriend, Natalie, and we were sitting at a, um, we, you had to get the test to leave the resort, which by the way, it's a fucking racket. I don't even think they run the test or anything. You just have to pay the money so they let you leave. Yeah. It's a very casual situation. You go to a villa and there's a doctor, there's a guy, there's an actor wearing a lab yeah, coat yeah, yeah. and there's a, they're pretending to do a whole thing. And it's Saturday morning at 1030 in Jamaica, right? So like me and my girl are standing there very casually on a on some semblance of a line that's not moving. I admit I was kind of like, what's going on here? Whatever. Mm -hmm. Here comes the white lady behind us mm -hmm. who had who is coming back off of her jog. By the way, all of the white people on this trip, all they did was work out. Their whole vacation was sprinting and sweating, mm. tight workout clothes. Me and my girl, all we did was fucking eat and smoke cigarettes. We were a fucking disaster. And, and this lady comes in covered in sweat with her Apple watch on. She just worked out and she's immediately like, what's going on here? How, who's, who's taking names? What do I? And I, <laughs> What, I, what I'm trying to say is there's a lane for the Karens who aren't necessarily calling the police on black right. people, but they're showing up and they demand the fucking answer yeah. right mm -hmm. fucking now. There's different levels of Karen. And it's almost an admirable quality. Like, it's annoying, but had she not shown up, I might have waited for another half hour. A thousand percent. Karen well, sometimes come to the rescue. But there's also, you know, that agitation that Karens have, they probably bring to the bedroom, you know? They're like, I need to come now! You know, they probably have that. And it's probably not a bad situation. That's a good point, too. And actually, as a guy, you sort of appreciate that because that means you know what you need to do and you can get it done. And I don't have to feel bad and wait all night and pray that I get it right, which I invariably won't. <laughs> Well, when are, when are you guys, do you guys have any more trips planned to random shitty parts of the country? Uh, we was, we were supposed to do a date in Florida, but it got kind of messed up somehow. We're trying to figure it out. 
But we, uh, uh, we are doing a tour uh, where we just explore different shitty areas of the country. <laughs> that's my goal. <laughs> that's my goal. I like. That's what I like to do. But um, now, now uh, Natalie Sife was also telling us about your life in the bubble and him calling you out regularly for the bubble of attractive womanhood that you yes. live in. Now, did you I, find this useful? Uh, no. Useful, no. <laughs> no. Was informative. Yeah. Sure. Um, uh, accurate yeah it was like we were driving uh, we were driving to a gig in Long Island and Saifa was like I really have to pee and I was like we passed like this restaurant and I was like why don't you just go into this like it was like a fancy restaurant on the side of the highway and I was like why don't you just go in there and he's like I can't just go in there no 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 we were driving we had a gig in Long Island matter of fact it's a long story we had we were at this. I was doing her show the night before, two nights before, and we both had interactions with this comedian Jessica Kirsten, who we both fucking adore. We love her to death. My interaction with her prompted her to ask me to open for her at Governors in Long Island, and then similar interaction Nat had. She asked her to open up for her as well. So we're like, oh shit, Jessica asked us both to do this gig. Let's just go together. So we're driving to the Midtown Tunnel. You know on the on the east side there's like this very fancy like Marina Club of New York like on like 30 mm -hmm. something street and it's like I've seen it. Yep. Gold brass pillars in the front and and she goes just pull over here and go in the bathroom there. And I'm like you Hot chick can walk in there and say, hey, can I use the bathroom? And they will usher you to the private executive bathroom upstairs. I walk in there and say, can I use the bathroom? And they call the cops. No, or immediately hand you a jacket to make you a parking attendant. <laughs> now, Natalie, does your, does your visible arm tattoos ever drag you out of typical white woman treatment and into like... You might be low class trash. You're not welcome here. Hmm. Good question. Um. You know, I not. I feel like not really in New York, but in other parts of the country or like in other parts of the world. Then yes. Yeah, I, I, I guess I wouldn't see it in New York. They'd think you're trendy or right. cool, but in other places, they'd be like, "You look like my, you look like my friend who's a meth addict." So <laughs> you just came out. You know what would. You know what would change the dynamic completely? Uh, if you go from wearing like something funky and trendy with like arms tattoo showing to like it's a dingy shirt and your sleeves are fully rolled up. <laughs> I think that completely changes how you're I'm greeted. into it. I'm into it. This could be a good social experiment. Maybe for you I'll guys. just get a neck tattoo, see what happens. Please don't. But yes, that would do it. The neck tattoo or face tattoo is the it's line. Bad. Um, guys. I'm, I am late to see my dad because I was in a rush. I ran, oh, I'm I sorry. Shower, but I took a shower because I was like, I can't be smelly. It's Father's Day. Right. Good for you. And I was like, I'll call Sipe when I'm on my way to the city. And instead, and here, here I am. You are. So I'm terribly sorry to drag you into this. I'm Thank you so much for being here. So much fun, and I, I'm so happy to to talk to you guys. And Billy June, you're the best. And I'll have you know, 
when I told Saifa that I saw you, he, he just talked about how much he loves you. So you wouldn't know that from how he talked wow. to me. After. I, everybody in the world knows I love Billy June. And, and let me tell you something. I'd go to war for you, man. Thanks. I just don't like being around you personally. That makes perfect yeah. sense. All right. Bye, uh, Natalie. Bye, Natalie. Happy Thank Father's Day. Thank you so much. Show your dad happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had a dad. Um, Looks like you pulled us a guest. Look at that. Do you see how visibly uncomfortable she got when you said the bubble? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I got to go. I got to go do Mint Comedy. Live stream comedy every Sunday from the Comedy Cellar. Uh, mintcomedy.com. The real Mint Comedy on Instagram. The real Mint Comedy. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. I'm sorry. At Real Mint Comedy. At it's really Real good. Mint Comedy on Instagram. I've watched it before. Yeah, I know. Um, but Pete Rock just texted. Okay. Mind you, guys, this whole episode, we've been stalling <laughs> for Pete Rock. And he said, oh, shit, damn, just woke up. I got to take a shower. Okay. That was at 1130. Okay. I wrote, can we do next week and lock it in now? Okay. So we're going to lock in Pete Rock for next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start locking in some and, shit. And what I'd like to do with Pete Rock is, number one, it's his birthday this week, so we'll celebrate Pete Rock in general. Mm -hmm. But I'd also like, Saif, because I know we've spent a lot of time with him on Mecca and the Soul Brother and Made Ingredient, definitely want to do some Soul Survivor talk. I mean, that's what we're here for, baby. Because I've done so, I, I credit Soul Survivor with a big influence on how I tried to do the album. Really? So it's one of my favorite. Really? You don't like it? I I liked it. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't credit it as one of my favorites or an influence, but I, maybe I should go back and listen. Uh, there's a lot of things I have to go back and listen to because of where I was at that time in my life. And Pete Rock going, I've told you this before, Pete Rock going into slower weed beats threw me off. Yeah, but he, that, I want you to revisit it though. Cause it's, I, it's not like I, that. I will, I will gladly revisit it. I've been listening to a right. lot of shit that I missed back in the day. So let's, let's spend our week listening to Soul Survivor. Okay. And God willing, Pete Rock, Saif, will you just text him real quick too and say, yo, we need you for next week? I don't have his number. Could you send it to me? Yep. Man. And okay, we love you guys. Uh, we hope you enjoy the Patreon this week. And uh, next week, if it's not Pete Rock, it is a guest guarantee confirmed. But I believe it will be Pete Rock. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.